powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience the life-giving teaching of Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center. To find out more about Dr. Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And no matter what, remember, love God, love people, and love life. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. It gives me abundant life. I'm not just a hearer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. This word teaches me that I am more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. Remain standing. Go to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew was a tax collector who everybody else thought wasn't good enough to be around Jesus because his occupation was such that his pedigree was that of somebody that wasn't fit to be in the religious order. What I love about God is he'll take what you think he can't use because you think you should be used. <laughs> look, look at your neighbor say, say, you may have not picked me, but he did. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse number 25. And uh, when you get it, say, Bishop, I got it. Ma Matthew, folks? Matthew? First book of the New Testament. Matthew chapter 6. You got it? All right, verse 25. Do we have that? I don't hear nobody. Do we have it? Amen. Uh, Matthew 6, 25. Therefore, I say to you, who's talking? Jesus, how we know, sin red. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. Your neighbor has been in rebellion all day. He said, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. Say, Father, forgive me forgive for worrying opposed to worshiping. Some of y'all couldn't even lift your hands a few minutes ago because you're sitting there worried about a bill. To heaven with your bill. To heaven with what the court said. To heaven with what the collection agency said. You had a moment to enter into the presence of the king of kings and you missed it worrying. But touch your neighbor and say, I'm about to get it back. I'm about to get it back. He, he said, what you will eat or what you will drink, know about your body. That's your health. Uh, what, know what you will put on. That's your clothes. He said, don't worry about you going to wear. Don't worry about your health. Don't worry about your food. Don't worry about your drink. Now, drink here, he's talking about substance, water. <laughs> Just so you figure it out. Okay. Ah, well, it says, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Well, unless you've just been living to pay bills, you think that's what it is. 
Verse 26, look at the birds of the air. They, watch this, they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, uh, yet your heavenly father does what? He feeds them. Now, now look at me, Harvest. In other words, he's saying they don't sow nor reap. And the scripture says as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest. So, God, in other words, Jesus is saying they're not even following that principle, yet God has them taken care of. So, look what he says. Are you not of more value than they? The answer is yes. Verse 27. Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit or one inch to his height? So why do you worry about clothing? Why, uh, consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today, into, uh, which today it is, and tomorrow it's thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O oh, you of little faith? It's quiet in here. 31. Therefore, this is a commandment. Read it with me. Do not worry. Say it again. Say it again. Look at your neighbor because they don't speak good King's English. Look at them and just tell them. Say it. Do not worry. He didn't say, I suggest to you. He didn't say, if you don't get it. No, he just told you flat out, point blank, don't stop all that. Saying what, and look, and then he tells you how worry happens. Saying, in other words, he says, the way you know that you're worrying is because it's going to come out your mouth. Well, what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? And what am I going to wear? But all these things the Gentiles seek. Now, he's speaking to a Jewish audience. So when he says Gentiles here, he's saying all these people who don't know God think that way. So he says, maybe since you're thinking that way, you say you know me, but you don't know me. Because if you knew me, you know my credit's good. For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. Verse 30 and the three. But seek first what is important to God. Not, not, not what you got going on, not what you want to do. See, that's why you're lacking. You're lacking because he's not first. If he was first, you wouldn't be lacking. Touch your neighbor and say, if he was first, you wouldn't be lacking. Because he says right here, but seek first the kingdom of God. Now, kingdom of God, kingdom there means uh, heaven's attributes on earth. It literally means God's MO, God's modus operandi, how God does what he does. Very simply, all he's saying is keep God first. And we do that by making what's important to him important to us and his righteousness. And all these things shall be what? Added to you. Y'all missed it. What what are these things? These things are all the things he talked about. Food and clothing and what am I wearing? Where am I going to live? And what am I going to drive? And all this. He said, if you'd handle my business, you would never worry about your business being handled. It's quiet in here. I can see I'm going to have to walk my own self through. Just your neighbor say, if you'd handle God's business, you'd never worry about yours. Verse 34, therefore, here he is again, say it with me, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to worry about itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. In other words, Jesus is saying, listen, you sitting up here worried about tomorrow, and you don't even know what tomorrow got going on. <laughs> Father, forgive us for our worry tonight. Allow us to move and walk in what you have ordained, the power of the minutes that you have given us. And we bless you and honor you for it now in Jesus' name. Somebody shout hallelujah. As you take your seats, have five, two, three people, tell them the power of a minute. The power of a minute. Hallelujah. Uh, I, 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 want, uh, I want us to, to be very cognizant of this. Uh, say worry. 
uh, there are five definitions of worry. The first is to torment oneself, uh, or, uh, torment oneself with or suffer from disturbing thoughts. Please understand, worry is very deceptive because you can be worried just because you've been thinking. Right. Touch your neighbor and say, you think too much. You have been feeling good and thought yourself up into a frenzy, thought yourself up into a panic. You were doing great. You commanded today, and all of a sudden, the thought hits your mind, and now that thought's got you acting all kind of otherwise and acting all kind of everything with everybody else. Such a neighbor say, you think too much. Now, now, please understand, the second definition, it means uh, to move with extreme effort, to move with extreme effort. Thirdly, it means to torment with cares and anxieties, to trouble and to plague. Watch this. Jesus said, do not worry, which means stop being tormented with anxiety, cares, trouble, and plague. Please understand, just because trouble exists does not mean it has to ruin your reality. It's real quiet in here. Please understand, it's some fighting going on in the world today in case you ain't watched the news. But you know what? That ain't got nothing to do with what's going on with me. Uh, not because I'm unconcerned. It's just that I choose to not let that affect my reality. You got to learn how to look at your trouble and say, listen, I see you, but you need to understand you on your way up out of here because Jesus gave me a command and the command was do not worry, which means if I'm worrying, I am in rebellion. Touch your neighbor and say, come out of rebellion. That means you are out of order. Every time you worry, you are taking him off the throne and putting yourself on the throne. And no wonder nothing ever gets done because you're trying to be God. The problem is you can't even barely run your little life. So how are you going to try to be God? Touch your neighbor say, you are not God. But worry gives you the false imagery and the false ideology that perhaps you possess the level of intellect uh, and the prowess necessary to execute your life as if you were some kind of theos, as if you were some kind of the uh, theism, as if you were God. Worry makes you think that you got the power to actually fix what you worried about. It's quiet up in here. So-and-so don't like me. Well, you know what? To heaven with so-and-so. Uh, so-and-so don't like nobody, truth be told. So you're just another one of a long list of folk that they got an issue with. You're going to have to learn how to bless and step. Let me teach it to you. It's a brand new dance move coming out next year on my album, Little Bishop and Neil. It's called the bless and step. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Uh, what it is is you got a problem with me. That's your problem with me. I ain't got no problem with me. So that means if you don't want to say hi to me, I'm going to say hi, shalom to you, and I'll walk right past you. I'm not letting your negative jacked up attitude affect my reality touch your neighbor and say blessing step you sitting up here mad over somebody got an attitude with you why won't they talk to me why won't they do this and but well to heaven with them and if y'all don't shout hallelujah it ain't gonna be heaven no more it's gonna be hell after a while I'm just... the, the lord the, the, can i tell you something that's okay i can put this on c because they only selling this one through sunday uh the lord yesterday rebuked me he rebuked me. I was sitting in my office doing something, and he rebuked me. And, uh, and, and it's, <laughs> it was with me all yesterday and all the day. And say, say, what did he do, Bishop? Uh, now, we're adjusting our lights. So when y'all see these little circles on me, that's because we're adjusting them and fixing them and doing some new stuff. I ain't got no circle. Uh, watch this. I was sitting in my office, and the Lord said, he said, son, uh, can I really tell y'all what he's not? No, I got to clean it up. He's like, son, why do you keep letting background dances affect the show? He, he said, son, he said, son, uh, and I said, I can't tell you that part. Because in, in the world of church, 
Um, you know, I, I don't, I, a lot of preachers like to get up and talk about all the different things they have to deal with and all that kind of thing. And, and I do that periodically just so you get an understanding of the reality that you have to deal with. But often, um, uh, you know, I just don't get up and say, well, we were going to do this, but we couldn't do it because we had these personnel problems and we had these issues with this and we had these issues with this, we had issues with this. So although I wanted to do that, we couldn't do that because the people's, I don't get up and do that. I just get up and say, well, let's just fight and figure it out. But yesterday the Lord, he rebuked me. He said, come here. I said, yes, sir. And I was, I was in my office. I was, I was doing something, some paperwork and stuff. And, and he said, let me tell you something. He said, you want to know what the secret sauce is? And then he told me what it was. I ain't going to tell you what he told me. Nope. Nope. Don't, and don't even, don't be, no, no. Nope. He said, but son, when they, he said, let me tell you something. Them people paying to go see Beyonce and them, they ain't paying to see her dancers. They ain't paying to see her singers. They ain't paying to see her sound people. They paying to see her. He said, so you got to learn how to change out the background, folks. Because you keep interrupting the show because of what the background got going on. Y'all not hear what I'm saying. In, in other words, Bishop, what are you trying to tell me? You, please understand, in your life, you, you got to learn. You sitting here worried about background dancers. And you sitting up here worrying about people that truth be told ain't even going to be around in two, three years. And you sitting up here, y'all ain't saying nothing to me. This is too heavy. For, let me leave it alone. Let me, let me, let me, no, no, let me stop. Let me stop. No, let me, no, let me stop. Let me stop. Let me just. The word worry means to seize by the throat. <laughs> with the teeth and to shake or mangle as one animal does another. So this, so this is what worry means. It, it means to torment you. It means to seize by the throat with the teeth or shake and mangle as one animal does another. That's what worry does. It seizes you by the throat and then it shakes you. It tries to get all the life out of you. There, there is something, okay, I just feel it here. Go to Act 16. I, I'm just going to do like I want to do. Act 16. Can I treat y'all like y'all a Bible college class a little bit tonight? If you don't like it, that's fine. I'm over you. <laughs> Uh, Acts chapter number uh, 16, watch this. Uh, th th there is something, and, and we're going to get you free of this tonight, and I don't know if I'll get any further from this. There is something, um, uh, uh, my bishop was preaching not that long ago, and I heard it, and, 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 and when I heard it, it about shook me, uh, shook me to the core. Uh, because Say revelation. revelation. All right, so let me give it to you. Uh, Acts 16 and, and verse number 14. Now, we're talking about worry. But I want to show you what's happening to some of you. Because some of you, you call yourself under demonic attack, and it's really not that. Some of you say the devil's attacking you. It's really not the devil. Uh, uh, it's something else. Such a name says something else. All right, Acts 16, 14. Now, here it is. Now, a certain woman, uh, woman named uh, Lydia heard us. Uh, she was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira who worshiped God. The Lord opened her heart to things which, uh, the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household uh, were baptized, she begged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. So she persuaded us. Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl, watch this, she possessed the spirit of divination. Uh, and she met us who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. Now, look, look at me. Now, please understand, uh, here we are. We have a, a girl here, and she's operating now. She's making profit uh, by, uh, for someone else. She possesses a spirit of divination. Now, please, please understand, that word divination has several different meanings, uh, but the one I want to focus in on deals with, look at the very beginning of the word, put up the scripture so we can look at the etymology of the word, die. It means to separate, to divest, to separate. 
to divide, to separate. So she has a spirit of division. Uh, okay, all right. Now, there's several meanings, but I just want to leave it. There, there's several. I just want you to see this. Now, watch, watch this. Uh, now, that, that word divination, watch, watch this. Look at me, Harvest. I'm going to help you with something. Uh, the word there in Greek is, is she had a spirit of python. What's this? The spirit of Python. It was literally uh, one of the Greco-Roman gods, and 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 it, and it literally it has several different meanings. But but if we just take it on the surface level, uh, a Python. Watch this. It does not kill you by biting you. A Python kills you by choking you. And what happens is, is every time you feel like you're making some progress and it feels like you're finally able to let go and breathe, this spirit of python, it clanks down on you. Y'all not hear what I'm saying? Uh, a python, the way it kills its, y'all ain't saying nothing to me. The way it kills its victims is that, watch this now, every time it feels you take a breath and it feels its victim taking a breath, it clamps down on its victim. And that's why some of you, you're scared to even succeed because every time you've been succeeding python comes to no python comes to try to kick the life out of you so every time it seems like you take one step forward here comes the spirit of python y'all not saying nothing to me but tonight i got an announcement for the spirit of python we rebuke you and send you back to hell from where you came from loose the people of this house loose the people of if you believe that, I need you to shout right there and right now. Every time you seem like you make some progress, it comes to lock down on you and it brings division. What you were sure about, you ain't sure about. It divides you. It turns you against yourself. It turns you against your God. But to hell with that. The spirit of path on it. Shout, it's gone. Watch this. And let me tell you how you know this. Watch this. <laughs> Look at this. Verse 17. The girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, these men are the servants of the most high God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. Please understand. This spirit wasn't trying to come against them because they did something wrong. This spirit attempted to come against them because it knew who they were. You, you need to start. See, let me tell you how you identify the, the level uh, of, of authority you have. It is predicated upon the level of enemy that is sent against you. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. David was a king, uh, but he didn't know he was a king. He looked like a 16-year-old shepherd. But when that giant showed up to him, named Goliath that was a 12 foot Dumbo when Dumbo shows up on the scene y'all don't look at me like you don't know uh, when Dumbo shows up on the scene it was an announcement to David that David you are far more you have a higher level of authority than you even perceive about yourself y'all not hearing me what is it about you that you ain't yet learned about yourself that every demon knows but you don't that the enemy knows but you don't you don't measure your level of authority by the good days you have you measure your level of authority by the giants that you face and whatever giant you face is an indication of the greatness that is in you when Goliath showed up he showed up ready to fight with all his armor on now my question is who's scared 
I ain't got no help here. I, I, I ain't got no help here. Preach to yourself, Bishop. If your enemy shows up fully armored to fight you, yet you're less than half his size, my question is, who's really scared? See, some of you need to stop crying about the enemies you're facing and look at them and say, you just announced to me that I was bigger and better and stronger than I even knew. But thanks, partner. I appreciate it. You just let me know I was greater than I knew. I didn't know my own strength, Whitney said. Watch. Who was scared? So, so when she shows up, y'all ain't really... I'm, maybe... Yeah, she, she, she's, she's messing with them because they're servants of the most high. In, in other words, she's like, I already know these guys because uh, I know them by the spirit. Spirit knows the spirit. See, that's why. Okay, let me just. Because I don't perceive that we quite understand yet. Let's get to verse 18. And this she did for many days. Watch this. She followed them and she cried out. She followed them and she cried out. Now they're trying to conduct business. <laughs> I'm going to help somebody. They're trying to come here, Bishop Foreman, handle business. They're just trying to get done what they're supposed to get done. You ever felt like, what, what folk, mess? you ever felt like, why stuff messing with you and you just trying to handle business? Ain't nobody felt like that? You ever said, I've been like, what is the problem, man? I'm just trying to handle business. They're just trying to handle business. But for many days, here it is, this girl who possesses the spirit of Python in the Greek there. Divination, Python in the Greek. She possesses this spirit, and the scripture says that she does it for how many days? Many. Put the verse up. Verse 18, thank you. And she did this for how many days? Now, that could have been because many is subjective, right? So, uh, you know, to me, a couple is two, a few is three to four, five is a lot to me. But now to you, a couple might be 14. Not supposed to be two. But now a few has some level of ambiguity, right? And this she did for many days. So we don't really know how many days she did it. Here's my point. We don't really know how many days, leave the verse up for a moment. We don't know how many days she interrupted their flow of business. We don't know for how many days she kept them out of their assignment. We don't know for how many days she kept messing with them every time they were trying to get people healed and, and preach the gospel. But look at what happens with the Apostle Paul. See, this is where some of you are tonight. I, I didn't maybe come for everybody. I just came for somebody tonight. I'm very okay with that assignment tonight. Paul got annoyed with her. It's some stuff that's not changing and that's not leaving until you get annoyed with it. And the reason it's still there is because you've been negotiating when you should have been excommunicating. My God, I wish I had somebody in here. That's all right. Dallas is shouting. And this she did for many days. And Paul got greatly annoyed. Paul said, I'm about sick of you because every time I try to move forward, there you go. And every time I take a step forward, there you go. And every time I get a breakthrough, there you go. And every time I feel like delay is going to be a good day, there you go. And every time I feel like I got the victory, there you go. So Paul said, not anymore. 
Paul said today, watch what he did. He turned and he said to the spirit. He didn't speak to the woman. He spoke to the spirit in the woman. You ain't hearing what I'm saying. For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but rulers of darkness and principalities that happen. It's the spirit behind them people acting that way with you. And rather than cussing them out, you need to speak to the python in them. Paul, I feel it here. Paul spoke to the spirit of Python and said, I command you to come out in the name of Jesus Christ. And he came out of she. God, dog, ain't nobody going to preach in here. And he came out. Wait a minute. Wait one minute. Go to verse 17. Verse 17, come on. This who? So a girl would be a sheep. Verse 18. And he. Come on. Come on, guys. Come on. Verse 17. Come on. This what? Girl. But what was in the girl wasn't from the girl. Where that girl was picked up a spirit. And that spirit was lost in that girl. So when that girl got around Paul, that girl was trying to clink down on Paul. You better be careful who you walking with and who you talking to on the phone and who you got in your life because something might be attached. Ain't nobody going to say nothing. Somebody online better be shouting. Something might be attached that's trying to kill you. Talking about we Facebook friends. That's called Python. And that's why ever since they show, it's a... Talking about that's my family. No, that's Python. Talking about that's my mama name. No, that's Python. Verse eight, verse seventeen. Be seated. Verse seventeen. You read it. One, two, ready, read. But now wait a minute. This girl, leave it there. This girl followed us. Now remember what her spirit does. It divides. And the way a python operates is a python doesn't bite you. See, bitterness already tried and didn't work. You've already been betrayed and bounced back from that already. So since the viper didn't work, a python came. Oh, my God. So a python came. What a python does is it ain't trying to bite you. It doesn't have any poison. What it wants to do is take all of the breath out of you. And every time you take a breath, (laughs) every time you take a breath, the python senses it and it tightens up. So, 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 so what, 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 what Dr. Luke doesn't tell you, because Acts is really Luke part two. What he doesn't tell you, so us is talking about Dr. Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Luke, this Acts is really Luke two. 
this girl followed Paul and us, bringing division. And every time we made progress, this, this spirit of Python, that's why some of you feel like you pay one bill off and then another pops up. Okay. Because Python is like, I can't let them breathe. Because, because they might get free. And if I can, let's connect it to worry. And if I can get them worried, I, 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 can, I can take them by the neck. And, and okay, watch it. This girl followed us, verse 18. And this she did for many days. Say many days. Many days. My, my question to you, now that you've been had revelation, what are you going to do with it? Because, because watch what happens. Here's how you know Python's there. But Paul was annoyed. Now, uh, let, let, me, let me help your neighbor. Touch your neighbor. Say, Bishop's going to help us. Okay. All right. So, 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 so let me go on and let me let me go on and, and help you because because uh, I think we need to understand what 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 this means. Say annoyed. annoyed. Anybody got some annoying situation going on right now? Oh, so y'all know what that is. Then I, I I thought I, I thought I thought maybe we, we we didn't we didn't quite understand uh, what that meant. Now now uh, this word annoyed. Let me give it to you uh, in the Greek. Uh, you ready? Uh, means watch this. She wore him out. Diaponio in the, in the Greek, which die, separate, division. Watch this. It means she exhausted him. But watch this. It means depleting grief, which result in piercing fatigue. See, some of y'all, you don't even do nothing talking about you're always tired. How are you always tired and you don't do nothing? Well, I worked eight hours. Everybody did. Well, I worked 12. Okay, lots of people do. It's called being a boss. I took care of my kids. You're supposed to. You play, you pay. I just... I just... They're always crying. That's what they do. They always need this. Always need this. That's what they do. You knew that when you signed up for it. It's quiet in here. I says, I if you're if you got fatigue that can't be explained. <laughs> perhaps. Maybe. Conjecture, hypothesis. Perhaps what you're dealing with is a spirit of divination, python, that attached itself to something or someone that got access to you. And while you're looking at a she, it's really a he behind the she. Or while you're looking at a he, it's really a she behind the he. 
Acts 16, 18. This is, this is the fact that y'all ain't like throwing them chairs. And don't throw them chairs, you're going to pay for it. But I mean, I'll at least try it and let this like tempt one of the welcome team. Be like, come do something. You know, I, you know I just... she did for many days. But Paul said, you have worn me out for the last day. All them calls you getting with all that drama and child and child this and child that and child this and child that. You ought to be wore out from that. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit. Notice, he said, look, girl, move out the way. Now, he's talking to her, but he says, move out the way. Python, come here. In the name of Jesus, I don't want to say it. You've ticked me off. <laughs> you, you wore me out for the last day. And he came out, watch this, on the hour. Now, last night, uh, last Wednesday, I announced to some folk that their wilderness was going to be ending. And, and, and some of y'all experienced it. And some of y'all didn't follow the instructions. And so you're still in it. But I'm going to announce what I'm supposed to announce and whoever's going to get it, who's going to get it. If that spirit came out on the hour, it's 8.06 according to this here clock on this here computer right there, this thing right here. Mm -hmm. By 9 o'clock Mountain Standard Time, every spirit of Python in your phone, on your Facebook, on your Twitter, at your house right now has got to leave in the name that is above every name. Shout that By nine o'clock, some folk gonna contact you and say, you know what, I apologize, forgive me. Python's gonna leave. Some folk, you ain't gonna hear from them no more. Don't go fight chasing after them. Python left. I just said Python left. <laughs> Be seated. Worry. So, so, so while worry can be something that we do naturally, w w uh, worry can also be something instituted by spirit. Say a spirit. Yeah. Mindset. It, it can be the spirit of Python where, 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 where you, you, you have, uh, uh, you're tired and you don't know why you're tired and you're, and you're stressed and you don't know why you're stressed. Because truth be told, things are going uh, better for you than they've been going in years. But yet somehow you're stressed and, and somehow you're worried and somehow you're fatigued and, and you're sitting here saying, what is it? And I've been commanding my day and that's good. But sometimes you got to speak to the him and the her. Say worry. So it means to torment oneself with or suffer from disturbing thoughts, to move with extreme effort, to torment with cares, anxieties, trouble or plague, to seize by the throat. Uh, with teeth and shake or mangle as one animal does another to harass by uh, repeated biting or snapping. Now, now, look at me. Worry produces stress. Say, I'm not. Finish it. Hello, Harvest. I'm the most Reverend Dr. Foreman. Uh, I've been doing this for about 17 years, actually technically 19-ish, 20-ish, but we count 17 official. I've been your pastor for eight years. Now, I just want to introduce you because y'all didn't finish it right, so you must not know me. So I just want to reintroduce myself. Uh, all right. Uh, I like uh, uh, fruit and vegetable smoothies. Um, I like movies and long walks on the beach. Okay. Now, <laughs> now, 
I'm not the one. Now, for eight years, the words I'm not have been followed by the words the one. I just need to reintroduce myself to you because apparently we lost connection. That's okay. You know, Sprint will do that to you. T-Mobile will do that to you. Cricket will do that to you. But when you move up to the 18, whatever that is for you. So worry produces stress. When stress shows up, our response must be, I'm okay. Very good. Good to see y'all again. Now, now watch this. Stress is evil. Go to 1 Samuel 16. 1 Samuel 16. Stress is evil. <laughs> evil. 1 Samuel 16 and 14. Anybody, be honest, anybody walked in here stressed? All right, all right, all right, good. That's evil. We're going to get that evilness off of you. <laughs> all right, 1 Samuel 16, 14. Stress is an evil response. Say it's an evil, evil. Response. response. Now, I need you to see it that way because if you don't see it as evil, you're going to negotiate with it. First Samuel 16, 14. But the Spirit of the Lord, that, now Lord's all caps here. This is Wednesday night. Let me go a little deeper. Lord is all caps here, which means that's God's covenant name, yod heh wav uh, But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and a distressing spirit from who? The Lord, what? troubled him now no 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 watch this here's what i need you to understand uh, in other words when god's spirit left stress entered which tells us where there is stress god is absent and anywhere god is not is an evil place now, I need you to see that. Uh, but the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and the stressing spirit from the Lord troubled. Now, you may say, but Bishop, it says from the Lord. Well, if I had time to go through this, you'd see the reason that happened is because the Lord had left Saul and had now begun to rest on David. And so what the purpose of uh, the Lord doing this was a couple, uh, twofold. Number one, Saul was disobedient, so the Lord said, I don't owe him my presence any longer uh, because he wanted to do his own thing. So if he wants to do his own thing, let him figure it out. If I'm not first, figure it out. Say, I love the Lord. It's real simple with him. He doesn't negotiate. It says, oh, you want to do your own way? Okay. He ain't going to negotiate with you. He ain't going, please. Um, James Brown has a song. Well, the whole song was basically saying, please. That's the song. Please. God ain't doing all that. God says, oh, you want to do it my way? Okay, I'll just wait over here. Good luck with that. Okay, so verse. So, so that's the first thing. But the second part to it is uh, 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 this was really a setup to get David in the presence of Saul so David could get in the presence of the king so he could learn to be king. So this really had dual meaning and dual purpose. But I want you to see that when stress entered, God departed. Got it? So wherever there is stress, God is absent. All right? So if worry produces stress then that means worry is producing an atmosphere where God is absent. And if God is absent, my question is, then who's going to fix it? Got it? All right, now watch this. Watch this. Please understand. Uh, uh, stress, let me give you uh, the definition of stress. It is a mentally or emotionally disruptive or upsetting condition 
occurring in response to adverse external influences and capable of, of affecting physical health, usually characterized by increased heart rate, a rise in blood pressure, muscular tension, watch this, irritability, and depression. i say again, stress, say stress. It is a mentally or emotionally disruptive or upsetting condition occurring in response to adverse external influences and capable of affecting physical health. You, no, you, you missed it. So, so, in other words, stress has the ability to mess with your health. Now, remember in that list of stuff Jesus said, don't worry about? Remember how your body, which I told you was your health, has one of the things he said, don't worry about that? So now here's what this tells us. This tells us that stress then has the effect to interfere with your physical health. Which means what you may call eating too much, truth be told, you only had two bites of a sandwich. But what's messing with your health is stress, and stress is coming from worry, and that worry means God is absent. We have a lot of medical professionals in our church. They'll tell you many, there are many illnesses, the truth be told, oxidation and all these kind of things begin to happen in the body and all that. And so many illnesses, uh, many doctors like to hypothesize that many illnesses are stress-induced. All my medical folks, would you say amen because y'all know that's the truth. Amen. Now, watch this. Uh, usually characterized by increased heart rate, a rise in blood pressure, muscular tension, irritability, and depression. Okay, watch this. When you are stressed, you are constantly sick and you make bad decisions. How you got something every two weeks? No, I'm serious. Like, if you sit, man, just coming down with something all the time, I mean, where do you be going? How are you sick all the time? Right? You're constantly sick, but then watch this, you also make bad decisions. Stress also, watch this, causes uh, you to doubt God. Why would you doubt him? Because he departs. So it's very difficult to trust what you can't trace. Make sense? Okay, please understand. Uh, your gas tank, when you got in your car this morning, you trusted it was telling you the truth. Now, let's be honest. Anybody ever had your gas tank lie to you? <laughs> Let me tell you something. I, I was, they were doing some work. <laughs> I think I told you that. They were doing some work on uh, or service or maintenance or whatever on my automobile uh, maybe two, three months ago, something like that. And, uh, and, and so I was in one of the loaner cars. And, 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 you know, they only put a little bit of, you know, gas in the loaner car. So I try to make sure that, you know, quid pro quo. You gave me a fourth of a tank, I'm going to give you back to you with a fourth of a tank. Now, I ain't paying for the next guy to come and drive on my dime. Now, I'm just not doing that. And, uh, and so, anyway, and so I was driving, and so I was like, well, I know it's got to go back in the morning. And so I said, now, now I, I knew the distance from different places and all this. And so I was like, okay, I, the, the light, she just came on. I was like, but now that means I should still be able to get. <laughs> Don't judge me. You're done too. I said, I should still be able to get home. At least to the gas station by the house. <laughs> Come on, don't look at me with that tone of voice. And, 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 and I said, I know I can get there. I said, because I know this kind of vehicle. And I know this vehicle. When it does that, it's, just, it's really got like five extra tanks. That's, what they, that's the rumor. And I found out that day it was a rumor. Now, don't judge me. I'm getting ready to be really honest. So will y'all promise not to judge me? So I'm driving down 225, and the car shuts off. 
Don't judge me. You just agreed not to. Now, I don't, now, if you know anything about me, I'm very strategic. I like to plan. I, I, don't, I don't like half put together stuff. I don't do that. But I was like, well, I know. And in fact, this is, you know, they were going to take care of it for me. I said, no, nah, it's fine. The light just came on. I know I can get to the house with the light on and then it'll be fine. Because the light just came on. So it just shut off, but it had, you know, that eco stuff in it. So I'm like, okay, well, that, you know, that's just, you know, these cars tripping in eco. Let me hit the button or something and then come back home. She didn't come back home. <laughs> so then I laid my hands on her. <laughs> Said, in the name of Jesus, you better cut back on. I'm in the middle of the highway, and you are not going to start that with me. Oh, this is all I need. Folk up, folks stop at, oh, Bishop, let help Bishop. <laughs> you need to talk, Bishop. So I'm sitting here, and I'm just as, as, just as, as, as glad as I can be and serving the Lord with gladness because the light lied to me because it just came on, which means I should have been able to get to where I needed to go because she just did come on. Now, Bishop, what are you trying to say? Please understand. Please understand. Uh, uh, whenever worry and stress is present, uh, please understand, if you don't have your ability to know what's there, so we were using your gas, uh, your gas meter as a way to understand what's there. Whenever uh, that's not there, if you can't trace that grass is there, you don't trust that it's there. So if it doesn't tell you this amount of gas is in there, unless you had an experience like what I had, then you don't trust it. You're not hearing what I'm saying. So, so when stress is present, since God does not remain in that stress, what we just learned from 1 Samuel 16, then what happens is, is that you might be reading your meter improperly. All right, all right, now, 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 now watch this. Say worry, worry. And, stress. and stress. All right, now, now, watch this. God's prescription to dealing with this, I'm almost through, God's prescription to dealing with this was don't worry about your life because it can't change anything. Say it can't change anything because here's what worry and stress will do show them that picture that's what it'll do now just for the record leave it up for those of you trying to think I didn't plan well no it was right there and the light had just come on when I got in the lot so don't okay so don't okay because see I can see the judgment on your faces Chester <laughs> David said, don't worry. don't worry. Now, now, here's what many Christians do. They go to the extreme. Well, since I'm not worrying, then well, I'm not planning nothing. Because whatever the Lord wants to happen, that's what will have happened. See, you, you're an extremist. That's terrorism. But that's not what he said. He said, don't worry. He did not say, don't plan. What he says is when things don't go according to plan, don't worry about it. Play the hand you've been dealt. Say, I must play the hand I've been dealt. All right, because here's the deal. Worry says, I wish I had another hand. Stress says, I'm going to try to do what I can do to connive to get another hand. God says, play the hand you've been dealt well. Eight years ago, we weren't dealt a great hand. Truth be told, I was saying, Lord, you see what you dealt me. And he said, son, I know what I dealt you, but you've been playing it, and you've been playing it well. 
in your life, you've been dealt a hand. So you can sit up and be worried about it and stress. Well, why my mama do this? She's crazy. Why your daddy that? She's crazy. No, insane. They repeated the same stuff perpetrated to them, hoping it'd make different results in you. Okay? This is real simple. Okay? So, okay. Now, next, let's move on. Next question. Okay? Well, well why so-and-so do this? Well, they're probably crazy, too. You, you know what will get you over getting worried about folk is, is if you just assume they're crazy. <laughs> now, if folk crazy, use a folk. <laughs> now, 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 literally, I'm not saying going around and call people crazy. Let me be very clear because I know I have to make this clear because I'll get tweets from people saying, I told my mama she was crazy. Okay. <laughs> that ain't what I'm saying to do. <laughs> Now, the shoe fits, but that's not what I'm saying to do. Watch this. Jesus, when he was on the cross, he was being judged. And I I might have to finish it right here. When Jesus was on the cross, that was a sentencing. He was being sentenced for the sins of the world. Past, present, and future. So when Jesus was being judged for the sins of the world, do you know what he said concerning who he was being judged for. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Translation, they're insane. Insanity, a very, a very loose, not extremely accurate, but, but fitting nonetheless definition, is to do the same thing over and over again, but expect a different result. So you know what Jesus said? He said, Father, the way I can figure them out the way I'm doing this, even though I'm dying for these people who don't even really know what I'm even dying for, is they're crazy. That's kind of my whole justification. So now watch this. In a court of law, you, you can put guilty, not guilty, or not guilty by reason of insanity, which means at the time a crime was committed, the person was not aware of the consequences of the actions they were taking. Yeah, yeah, understand what I'm saying. Jesus said, Father, they couldn't possibly know that what they're doing is going to bring all kind of craziness in their life. Because if they knew it, I can't understand why they do it. But nevertheless, forgive them because they're just not all right there. So, this is what you're trying to say. It'll help you get over dealing with people because if you just figure out they're working out their own stuff, so that it, it, that's they working out. Not, more, not my working out. That's they working out. That's what they said. That's you working your own stuff out. And the stuff going on in your head does not get to bleed into my life. See, see how easy that is? See? Because some of y'all, you walked in here, the reason you're stressed, not because of your life, you're stressed because you're carrying somebody else. Let me, let me tell you something, Jesus Jr. You can't fix everybody. You can't make everybody like everybody. You cannot be the peacemaker trying to bring together the north, the south, the east, and the west. You are not negotiating no peace treaties in the Middle East and all this. You can't help everybody. You can't fix everybody. So sometimes you're just going to have to learn and say, that ain't got nothing to do with me. Oh, so-and-so ain't talking. Oh, okay, that's unfortunate. So what are we going to eat? That don't have nothing to do with me. Uh, okay, yeah, okay. All right, let me do that. 
Uh, I, I. So Jesus didn't say don't plan. He just said don't what? Don't worry. Which tells us we should plan, but when our things don't go according to plan, we just play the hand we've been dealt. Say I play, I play. the hand I've been dealt. All right, let me go another further real quick. Uh, please understand, uh, every, every day you, you have 1,440 minutes. In one year, you get 525,600 minutes. Watch this next part. You never get one of them back for a do-over. One minute, life can be up. The next minute, life can be somewhere else. But you decide how you spend each minute of your day. Say, I decide that. All right, now, now, uh, where I want to take you, go, go to Philippians chapter 4. We'll finish it right here. Philippians 4. Say, I will not worry. I will not worry. Mm -hmm. just, just choose not to. That doesn't mean I don't plan. just means I don't worry. Got it? Because how many things have you had planned that you allowed other folk to interrupt your plan? Now, and I'm not saying that that's always necessarily a negative connotation associated with that. But off, look, 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 please understand, there's a reason why in the Bible, the Lord told Abraham, he said, listen, I want you to get away from your family. He said, I want you to go, Genesis 12, I want you to go to a place I'm going to show you. Get away from your father's house to a land I will show you. Now, please understand, his father was dead. So he wasn't literally talking about his father because his father died in chapter 11, the last verse, Terah. Now, the Lord said to Abraham, now, Acts teaches us that this is the second time the Lord came to Abram. So the first time Abram disobeyed, this was God's second attempt. So God, God believes in giving second chances and, and watch this, not just second chances because we used that a long time ago, another chances. You know what another chance is? It's just another. We stopped counting a long time ago because I don't know about you, but aren't you glad I, we serve a Jesus that... Doesn't stop at a second chance because that one was gone years ago. He's the God of another chance, which means I may have messed it up, but I got another chance. I maybe didn't get it right, but I got another chance. So he says, now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house. Now remember, his father was dead. So what was he saying? He was saying, you need to get away from the dysfunction of the people around you because their dysfunction makes you think it's functional. And you don't know that there is greater because you have been confined to seeing that which is limited. Joshua, son of none. None in Hebrew means limitations. Joshua was a son of limitations. So you know how the Lord broke his limitations? He put him, he gave him Moses to be his man of God, to lead him, to guide him, and to direct him. Please understand. Uh, please understand. Uh, I mean, um, no, I ain't going to say that. I'm going to leave that alone. Okay, good. Man. Good. Y'all obedient church tonight. No, like, Come on, Bishop. Say it. Okay, good. So y'all, all right, we're getting some obedience in the house. All right, won't he do it? All right. No, I'm just being facetious. Watch this. Um, uh, Joshua, son of limitations. He gives him Moses. You know the, one of the first things, well, not first things, but you know one of the things Moses does? Moses says, he says, Joshua, he says, you're known to be limited. So God gave you to me and me to you for me to break the limitations off your life. Your whole life, Joshua, was about living in a box. But I am Moses, Moshe in the Hebrew. I am the one that is the first of the deliverers of a people who didn't even know they needed to be delivered. Please understand, you, you being at Harvest is not just some little church thing. You didn't pick me. Oh, I picked Harvest because I enjoy the bishop. 
I remember one man came to Bishop, you preach a good sermon. <laughs> like, where are you from? You got to be from the deep south. I preach a good sermon. You from Mississippi or something like that there. Now, here's my point. God said, I give you a Moses to remove your nun. Numbers 13, 16, verse. Here it is. These are the names of the men who Moses sent to spout the land. And Moses called Hoshea, the son of Nam, Joshua. Now, you understand Joshua wasn't Joshua's name. Moses changed it. Because Hoshea means the Lord can save. But Moses, uh, please understand, uh, Joshua's spiritual father said, no, that name is insufficient for you. The Lord just doesn't have the ability to save. I'm going to change your name to Joshua, which means the Lord has saved. This row got it. So, 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 so in other words, he said, listen, he said, so, so I need to change your name because I need to remove your none. I need to remove your limitations. Now, now, Bishop, what does that have to do with worry? What does that have to do with all that? Please understand, uh, as we are understanding what God is doing, say what God is doing. Say it again, what God is doing. Is that you are here to not just have a church experience. You are here to have a generation interrupting experience. You are here to have a bloodline interrupting experience. We ain't just coming in here to just have church. Baby, we are the church. When we come in here, we're here to handle kingdom business and to. Now, now Philippians, uh, Philippians chapter number four. Philippians chapter number four. And, and we'll. We'll. Uh, we'll lay it down here. Philippians chapter 4. Uh, let's start in verse 4. Y'all all right? So I will not worry. I will not stress. Got it? And if you were in an environment where that's all you knew, Abraham, worry and stress, then you'll think, well, that's how life is. Life is stressed about this, stressed about this, stressed about that, stressed about this, stressed about that. That's not life. Who? I mean, that's not living. Be honest, though. Look at your bloodline. Just, just look at them. Now, I'm not saying everything's bad, but I'm just saying just look at the cumulative accomplishments of your bloodline. What's been done? Now, I'm not saying nothing good has been done. I'm just saying ask the question. So you have to consider you being born was to do more than just go through the same old re repetitious, redundant cycle. Say, I am, I am the, interruption the interruption to the dysfunction. Okay, but now watch this. But if all you do is worry and stress, you're going to be stuck there. Got it? Because where stress is, God leaves. So now watch this. No wonder you feel like it's so hard to get stuff done in life because you've been doing it on your own strength. He said, I left when stress came. I won't participate in this rebellion. Okay. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 4. You got it? All right, read it with me, Harvest. Come on, we're done. Rejoice in the Lord. Always, again, I will say rejoice. Now, I'll read the rest. Now, rejoice means to have joy over and over and over and over again. Now, Bishop, what do we have joy over and over again about? That he gave us a command. What was the command? Do not worry. 
He says, in other words, God says, listen, if you're putting me first and handling my business, you have nothing to worry about. Do you understand that? Let me help you. Everybody got a bad doctor's report. If God is first, you have nothing to worry about. I, was, I, I just read a testimony, and, and I've heard it, but I just read it in writing this, this on yesterday, uh, about uh, a testimony of, of literally an individual, uh, a harvester, who, uh, their, their, a relative of theirs uh, was declared cancer-free. And, and watch this. And watch this, and, and, and the test, it'll be on the Change Lives blog soon. Uh, they'll have it posted for you. But, but please understand, uh, uh, because the moment that it came in, uh, I didn't, we didn't allow there to be any agreement with worry or stress. What we said is, it's A, B, and the C, and that's the end of the discussion. And the praise report says that. The testimony says that. You, you're not understanding what I'm saying. Please understand, since God is first, I don't have anything to worry about. So if you get a bill in the mail that says they're going to garnish this and take this and take that and take this or whatever, all you do is say, blessed be God. I'm a tither, so I'm not even worried about that. And he'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. I ain't worried about that. If the tax man say, oh, it's a little bit more than what you thought, I'm not worried about that. He's first. That's how I rejoice because he's first. And since he's first, I have nothing to worry. I'm not worried. What's this? What's this? Verse 5, let your gentleness be known or graciousness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Look at verse 6. Let's read it together. Be anxious for nothing. And anxious there just means worry. But in what? Everything. Say it again. Everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. All right, let's break this verse down. I'm going to just get you how to deal with whatever worry and anxiety you got. So we looked at how it could be natural means, right? But then we also talked about that spirit of Python, right? So a lot of it can be natural. Say, it could just be me. But say, it could be a spirit behind it. But, but now we gave that thing a deadline. For the 14 of y'all that believe what you just said, that deadline is coming up in just about 30 minutes or 20, whatever. Now, be anxious. Worry about nothing, but pray about everything, basically is what the verse says. So here's what we often do. We worry about everything, and we pray about nothing. Out of all the stuff you stressed out about, what have you prayed about? Now, let me tell you, there's times where I'm be sitting up thinking about something, trying to figure out how to navigate something or what have you, and, and, and then I'll kind of just want to slap myself. Sometimes I do. No, I'm just joking. I haven't done that. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh, watch this. But there's sometimes we'll be sitting up, and, and then the Lord will say, he says, son, he say, how about you talk to me about that? I said, oh, I thought I had done that already. I didn't do that already. Here's my point. It can be very easy for you to get into worry and not even know it. Because, because the first response to anything coming your way should be, wait a minute, Father, in the name of Jesus, your word declares I can cast all my cares on you. So before I sit here and pick the phone up and do this 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 and do this, I need wisdom on what to do. Burst and then we're done. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. Say everything. Because so what does everything mean? Say it again, Harvest. What does everything mean? Everything. 
So how many things is everything? All of them. Okay. Do what? Prayer and supplication. Prayer is what you do for yourself. Supplication is when you pray for another Christian. Okay. Intercession is when you pray on behalf of someone that is not a Christian. All right, so those, those are the three types of prayer, okay, uh, three uh, uh, postures or approaches that can be taken, okay? So people, you maybe heard this, if you grew up in church, people say, I'm an intercessor, and they don't know what they're talking about, because they say they pray for pastor. Well, pastor can go to God for himself, so you ain't interceding for pastor. So when people come to me and say, I've just got an intercessory spirit, that means you've got an unlearned spirit. Intercession is going to God for somebody who can't go. Well, who can't go? Somebody doesn't have access. Who doesn't have access? A non-believer. So when I'm interceding, I'm praying for somebody that can't get to God because God, the only prayer he hears of a non-believer is the prayer of salvation. Other than that, that's an illegal benefit for a non-covenant-having person. That's intercession. Supplication is when I have you reach over and pray for your neighbor, grab your neighbor's hand, you're supplicating for them. Another way to think of supplication is like supplement. Another way to think of that. And then prayer, that's what you do for yourself. So look at the prescription for getting over your worry. Watch it. Now this will make you shout. Don't just pray for you. But pray for your neighbor. You're not hearing what I'm saying. If you want to get rid of your stress and get rid of your worry, say, Lord, just help me, help me, help me. How about you help somebody? Okay, y'all ain't going to say nothing. If you're going through a rough time, go through the hospital and just say, you know what? I know I ain't got no license to be here. I ain't got nothing. But I tell you what, they look in a worse situation than I am. Can I, I'm just going to You ain't even got to let me in the room. I just lay my hands on the wall. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. Go down the 16th Street Mall and look at all those homeless teenagers and say, you know what? God, forgive me for complaining because they sitting here ain't got nothing. And I'm complaining about Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. He said, don't just pray for you, but pray for somebody else. I feel it right here. Let's go home, Tonto. Touch your neighbor and say, pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me. If you want to get over your worry and get over your stress, it requires not just prayer, but it also requires supplication. Touch your neighbor and say, pray for me. Touch the other neighbor and say, pray for me. Touch somebody behind you, in front of you, some other direction. Now, now watch this. Be seated. Uh, be seated. I'm through. Watch this. He said, but be anxious for nothing, but in everything, pray for yourself, pray for other people, and, and, and watch this last part. Here it is. And be thankful. Amen. Amen. Now, now, anybody met somebody that's ungrateful? I, years ago, years ago, years ago, can I tell you something? Years ago, I helped somebody, um, and, and I, I, they're getting ready to get put out. And, um, and, and they came to me, and they're getting ready to get put out. I, I said, well, what are you going to do? And they explained what they're going to do. And, and, and because of the compassion and the grace and the mercy, and I'm not being pretentious. That's just those are all, um, you know, that mercy when I've been casting that out of me every day. I've been just, come out, mercy, come out, mercy, come out, mercy. I've been, I've been casting it out every day. Uh, uh, it's an inside joke. Just if you're like, why would he do that? Get a previous CD. Uh, I'm a recovering mercy. No, I'm not recovering. I have conquered my addiction to the use of mercy. 
But the Lord told me, I told you, he told me one day, he said, son, you just sow a lot of it so that you just expect to get a lot of it. I said, okay, I'll work with that. Um, so, so, so they didn't directly ask me to pay their rent, but I said, I just can't know that you're getting ready to put out, be put out and, 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 and be, have care and compassion for you and not, and not do something. So I said, I'm a, I'll give you the money. Now, please understand, you're going to do an agreement to pay me back. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I don't believe in taking people's word for it. No, that's called a case. That's what that is. No. Oh, no, you're going to sign some paperwork with some collateral, surely. You don't like it? Get put out then. I, you know, that's a personal problem. I, you know. See, that's, some of y'all messed up now because you didn't done agreements with family on their word. You didn't done agreements with friends on their word. And now you sitting here, got them tiptoed through the tulips and be all walking on the egg sales at the family reunion and can't say nothing at Thanksgiving because you didn't done all kind of stuff that you should have said, no, we're going to put this here in writing. And we ain't going to get it off no Google. Oh, no, we're going to have an attorney draw this here up. Mm -hmm. We're going to sign it at his office. Amen. See, some of y'all, oh, I can't believe all that, but that's why all them folk owe you all that stuff. So, 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 so I did that, and, I helped, and, 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 and they didn't pay me back the, the way they were supposed to. And so, you know, I, 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 you know, I, 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 you know, you know, like I said, you're just really going to test all my mercy, huh? And so they didn't pay me back, didn't pay me back. And so, uh, you know, I had to have somebody to get on the phone with them, and, 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 get, and it wasn't nothing real rough, just, you know, real, real polite and easy. I'm trying to, you know, I just had somebody say, just go ask them where my money at. I mean, you know, <laughs> give me my money. I mean, this is ridiculous. I've got to sit here and act like a bill collector. Give me my money now. If you ain't got it, just say you ain't got it. I knew you was having trouble when I gave it to you, so if you ain't got it, I understand, but just don't, don't avoid me. <laughs> and you know what they said to me? They said, well, we didn't ask you to give it to us. <laughs> I froze for a moment. And I allowed the precious Holy Spirit to saturate and marinate my soul. Because I said, he must not know who he messing with. Because I got the collar on, but don't let the collar fool you. South Memphis, do not let the collar fool you. Who you talking to? You didn't ask me to give it to you. Well, I just figured you didn't want your wife and kid out on the street. And I figured since you couldn't be the man, I'd help you be a man. So I just figured I was helping you out. I, I didn't, I didn't. Nine on one. No, they ain't. They, they really ain't. They really ain't. So I, I just like, you know, now here's my point. And I thought to myself, you ungrateful child of Jesus. That's what I said. <laughs> now, the, now the fourth Sunday people know that ain't what I said, but, but <laughs> I said, I said, how did you fix your mouth to say that? And let's be clear, this ain't the first time the federal government then stepped in to bail you out. I done been bailing you out for some time. And, and, and I thought to myself, wow. 
I said, I went out of my way to do something. And the gratefulness I got was I didn't ask you to do it. And I'm mad you told so-and-so to come ask me about where your money was. That's what they did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. I'm telling you that's what they did. Now, here's my point. Lesson was learned that day. A very important lesson was learned. Uh, that, that we often have to learn. You ever learn how you, sometimes there's certain lessons you think you learn? And then God is like, Mm-mm. take this test again. Come on, you can be honest. You ever, you ever had to repeat a lesson you thought you got an A plus on and heaven was like, Mm-mm. ooh, for now. You got an F on that one. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. So, so, so watch this. Here's, here's the point. I, they, they were so ungrateful and so unthankful. And, and I remember thinking to myself, wow. I said, you know what? I, I, I should have just not let your problem be mine. I said, because I'm, I'm sitting up here asking you, and, and y'all want to, y'all want to, y'all really want to, y'all really want to, I mean, I'm just going to tell you the whole thing. You want to know? The payment was $25. Mm-hmm. $25. Go get you a check in the cash and get me my $25. That was the payment. That was the payment. $25. $25. Ain't that a mess? Come here, 2 Kings chapter 2. In fact, I think I didn't got mad about my 25. No, I'm just joking. I'm just being money. I'm just joking. Here's the point I make. We become ungrateful with God every time that we look at our circumstances and we somehow blame him for why it is the way it is. Okay? If you've ever looked at your life and said, well, God, this, and that, and that say ungrateful. Say, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Not God. ungrateful. ungrateful. Which means thankfulness and being grateful says, thank you, Lord. Because even if this isn't ideal, it's what I'm working with. Even if I secretly wish you dealt me the hand you dealt them, I refuse to complain. Thank you. Somebody shout thank you. No, shout it like you mean it. Shout thank you. It just simply means, God, you've been good. So I'm thankful. So when I'm praying to you, my prayer is not a complaint with a request on the end. My prayer is, I'm thankful, and here's my request. I'm thankful, and here's my request. Not a complaint with a request on the end. Let me get an example of that, and then we're done. Yeah, here's a, here's a, here's a complaint with a request on the end. Lord, you know, I'm, I'm really, really tired. Lord, I'm so sick of this. And Lord, you really need to do something. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Okay, that is a complaint. With, but don't look at me like you ain't prayed that way. That is a complaint with a request on it. Here's another one. When you're mad, Lord, you better do something. Telling better do something. <laughs> say, Lord, forgive us. Okay. All right. So say, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. All right. Here it is. Let your uh, 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 be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made to, uh, known to God. Look at verse seven. 
and the peace of God. Shalom. Yes, nothing missing. Yes. Nothing broken. Yes. Nothing lacking. Yes. All is well, which surpasses all understanding. What is it going to do? It's going to guard, watch this, heart and mind. Wait a minute. Mind in the Greek means heart, uh, uh, or heart in the Greek means mind. So when we see hearts and mind together, it means not just my mind, but it means the inner parts of my mind. It means literally the secret compartments of my mind. Because you ever been strong out front but really scared inside? Y'all not hear what I'm saying? So, so perhaps your mind was strong, but your heart was not. Now I'm not hearing what I'm saying. So he says the shalom of God, which surpasses understanding. It don't make no sense while you're in here praising God with all the stuff coming against you. It don't make no sense while you're a giver with all the different issues that have been coming against your life. It makes no sense while you still praise him the way you do. But watch this. It surpasses what? Understanding. Okay, somebody go get it here. It, it surpasses understanding. It doesn't make sense to the natural man, but it makes sense to the spirit man. And the shalom of God, which surpasses my understanding, which means I can't tell you why I'm not mad. I'm just not mad. I can't tell you why I didn't cut him. I just didn't cut him. Okay, let me talk to the thugs in the room. I can't tell you why I didn't cuss him. I just didn't cuss them. I can't tell you why I haven't given up. I just haven't given up. I, I can't tell you why I still believe it's going to turn in my favor. I just still believe it's going to turn in my favor. I can't tell you why because I don't understand it. But I know that 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 I know. Somebody shout, I know. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. <laughs> oh, watch this. Watch this. Say nothing missing. Nothing lacking. Nothing broken. All is well. Oh, come on now. You know you deserve it. A steak patty on any McDonald's breakfast sandwich. I mean any breakfast sandwich. Biscuit, McMuffin, Bagel, McGriddles, a juicy steak patty on any breakfast sandwich. And when you order through the app, buy one and get one free. Now go get them. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.